Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard, talking about last day events. World War III is around the corner. We have uh, uh, Putin of Russia and Xi Jinping of China coming together. And of course, we know the Ukraine war and then also China looking at Taiwan, the various uh, military exercises going on. And not only that, but the Iranian proxy, uh, as well as Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, all against Israel and a Semitic. And uh, we wonder, is World War III imminent? There are wars and rumors of wars that stated Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. What does it mean for us? Well, it's all prophetic in that wars and rumors of wars are predicted. That they will increase with frequency and intensity in the last days, along with famine, pestilence, earthquakes, and diverse places. And we're finding kingdom against kingdom, the kingdom of God against the kingdom of the Antichrist, the globalist, if you will, communism, anti-Christian, anti-Christ. That's what we're seeing happening now. But World War III is an imminent right now. Will there be wars? We see in Daniel 11 that many will try to establish a vision of the king of the north. And we know out of the north a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land. We see that in Jeremiah, but the first thing that he sees in his vision, Jeremiah, the prophet to the nations. What seest thou, Jeremiah? I see a rod of an almond tree. Thou hast well seen, I will hasten my word to perform it. Why? Because that that is determined shall be done. What is the rod of an almond tree? Well, the rod we know, there we see that rod uh, that Moses had there in the exodus of Israel from Egypt. The rod there being the power of God, when lifted up, would split the Red Sea that it would uh, give water to the thirsty in smiting the rock. All the things that were done, now we're seeing the rod, that is the power of God in Revelation 11.1. 1. It was a reed likened to a rod given unto me, John said. John, in the spirit of Elijah, which is denoting the body of Christ, things shown to us what must shortly come to pass sent and signified it by his angel unto John. Now, John had a door open in heaven, Revelation 4.1. Not a rapture. That's another gross, erroneous mistake. A door open in heaven, a voice of a trumpet talking with, talking with him, saying, come up hither, and I will show you things which will come to pass hereafter. That is not a rapture, the harpazo. It is a revelation of throne room revelation, much higher than Pentecostal revelation in Acts, the second chapter, in the time of grace. Grace must reign. It reigns through righteousness. And he must reign until all things are put under his feet. Righteousness requires obedience unto the final destination where we all are holy, and that is without blame toward God, growing up into Jesus in all things and all truth, 
without holiness of which no man shall see the Lord. Now, what about the wars? World War III, that's a buzzword now. We're provoking the war. We find uh, the various uh, chess pieces there going on the geopolitical state of nations there uh, as they move. And it's all in uh, prophecy that that is determined will be done. Nothing surprises God. He tells us these things uh, before they happen to show that he is God. He is the only true God in eternal life that will show us things before they come to pass because of his foreknowledge. Well, what about it? What about is China going to invade Taiwan? Are we going to send troops on the ground to Ukraine? Or is NATO going to back up uh, the the proxies there against Russia, China coming again with Russia there as allies. And not that there's any love lost between these two leaders, but it is uh, their goal to rule the world. Putin wants Russia back to the great nation it was before as a superpower. And, uh, China there has been progressively growing, and everyone knows that. The exercises of the ship and over the 40 years, the military in China has been growing uh, to where it is a super world power now, having nuclear advantages over most all nations. Now we're finding Iran trying to get the bomb, certainly will be used against Israel. Should we be concerned? Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. All these things, he said, but the end is not yet. Nation's going to rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places, famine, pestilences, these, all these judgments there in the earth, which is uh, definitely signs of the time of the end. But, well, they to completely annihilate the earth? The answer is no. God uh, created the heaven and the earth and created the earth to be inhabited. And it will be. Mankind will not destroy it. Regardless of these naysayers and these so-called high IQ and globalists that say, well, if we don't do this and in climate change that everything's going to be completely destroyed within 10 years. We've been hearing that from first from the Ice Age in the 1960s, 70s. Then we hear of global warming. And then that uh, then it came now to climate change, the buzzword. And we focus on these things and put fear to the people. The Christian does not fear. They are not those that have power to kill the body. But fear him that hath power to kill the body and destroy the soul in hell. That's who we as Christians fear. But this gospel of the kingdom must be preached unto all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. Not a false trinity doctrine, which claims has already been preached in all the world. Well, that is Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of this earth that has made all nations drunk with the wine of her fornication. That is plain in the book of the Revelation. And the devil has tried to circumvent 
the truth of the revelation of Jesus Christ, saying that it does not apply to the Christian. It's not applicable for a Christian to even read the book of the Revelation because we're raptured out. That's a lie. Now, somebody said, well, it doesn't make any difference if you're mid-trib, pre-trib, post-trib. It makes no difference at all. If you're premillennial or amillennial or historist or whatever the case is, that it doesn't make any difference. Everything makes a difference. Whether we believe that there is a pre-trib rapture has consequences or a mid-trib or a post-trib. We have to hit the truth. We have to rejoice in that truth. If we do not, and we break that wall of truth, we break that hedge, immediately a snake will bite us and break down that wall, a bear will meet us immediately. We have to stand in the truth. Now, the Holy Ghost, if we get where we're out of the way, the Lord takes a chastening rod to chasten us, lest we be condemned with the world. That's the good news about the Christian having the leading of the Holy Ghost. He'll correct us in measure so that we will not be condemned with the world. If any man be without chastisement, of which all are partakers, then are we bastards and not sons. Now, no chastisement for the present time seems to be joyous, but afterward yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness. In other words, righteousness must be obeyed as Romans 6 states, obedience unto righteousness unto holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And it's up to us. Whosoever will yield our members of service to obey him of the service to whom we obey whether of sin and the death, or of obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness through the exceedingly great and precious promises given to us through obedience uh, that we are made partakers of his divine nature, crucifying our flesh with the affections of the lust and uh, doing the will of God, working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Now we are warned in John 16, that Jesus said, I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. That is a true Christian that once been born of the water and the spirit, not just one that's asked Jesus to come into their heart or said the sinner's prayer. They're not born again. Must be born of the water and the spirit. Since the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, that plan was given to Peter, who had the keys to the kingdom of heaven, who was the officiator the preacher, on the day of Pentecost. And they said, men and brethren, what must we do? He said, repent. Don't stop there. Many stop not realizing that they're not born again of the water and the spirit. To be born of the water is to have the spiritual circumcision of the heart in the spirit. That's how you believe with the heart, not with the intellect, with your human spirit. That spirit is where the body of the sins of the flesh is uh, literally kept in the spirit of the person. And when they come to the Lord Jesus Christ, after repentance, godless or work of repentance, not to be repented of, unto salvation, then they go on, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Take on that blood name of God, the redemptive name of God, the revealed name of God, which is Jesus, Acts 4, 12, nor the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And when you intend to speak this man's name, 
you do intend to bring his blood upon us. Why? Because the blood is in the name of Jesus. We have that name applied and invoking that name as calling upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, invoking the name. Well, we're born of the water when we have the circumcision of the heart in the spirit, and these are the true Jews, the spiritual Jews. Many say they are Jews and they're not brothers, synagogue of Satan, because they didn't go on and receive baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, meaning being many as being, being baptized into Christ, putting on Christ the wedding garment. And they say they're Jews. They think they're saved. They think they're in the ecclesia, the called out body of Christ. But they're not because they stopped. They didn't go ahead and have the spiritual circumcision of the heart in the spirit, whereby they are spiritual Jews in the ecclesia, the body of Christ. And there's only one way to do that. And that's baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, born of the water, water baptism. Now, Peter stated that very simply in Acts 2.38, after the day of Pentecost, they were pricked in their heart and said, men and brother, what must we do? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. That's how your sins are remitted or washed away. You see that again in Romans 6, 1 through 4. You see it again in Colossians 2, 10 through 12. In whom you are completed in, in the Lord Jesus Christ, the head, and you are complete in him and have need of nothing else, in whom you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hand. Circumcised means to cut. Cut off what? The body of the sins of the flesh. How? Through the operation, uh, that spiritual circumcision made without hands, the circumcision of Christ, that through faith in the operation of God by baptism, Colossians 2.12. There's no other way. That's born of the water. Now, those that have not received that word, the Lord's dealing with them now. That we are in the last of the last days and the Lord is dealing with us as the coming of the Lord draws nigh He's dealing with judgments. In judgments, when they are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. The true Jesus, the true God, the revelation of Jesus Christ, that he's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, wasn't it, it's to come, the Almighty. Revelation 1.8, that's the bottom line for all the judgments of God in the earth to reveal his identity, who he is. And when uh, all these judgments come to pass, then you, God said, you will know that I am the Lord. There is no Trinity. The Lord states that. See, now that I am God uh, and there is none other, I know not any, there's none beside me. Deuteronomy 32, Isaiah 42, 43, Isaiah 44, all through the word of God. And Jesus declared uh, that he is one with the Father. He is the same spirit, John 10, 30. Now, that's where we are now. He claims he's the Father, John 8, 24. The ones that know that, then, uh, and are filled with the Holy Ghost after they've been born of the water and received the Holy Ghost, they are born again of the water and the Spirit. Now, the Holy Ghost starts dealing with them, the Spirit of Christ in them, leading them and guiding them on, not staying newborn babes, but growing up to little children. You have another growth stage. 
the little children we know, according to John's epistle, I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father, and no man calleth Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost, 1 Corinthians 12. Well, not all that say unto Jesus, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, we have to go on. We have to go on to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ through obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. And that next stage, after we know that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father revealed in the days of his flesh, and went back as uh, the Spirit of God, a quickening spirit, after his death, burial, and resurrection, the Lord is that quickening spirit. Jesus Christ is the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. We see it again in 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. The blessed and only potentate, Jesus Christ, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no other man can approach him to, nor see, nor can see. And that is where now the newborn babies have grown to little children, knowing that he's the father. Then they go to that next step. We see it in Revelation the second and the third chapter, the overcomers. Now that goes to the state of young men. I write to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. You'll see that in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. That's where we are now. God there, as we overcome through the word of God, hearing the voice of God, in obedience to the particular purpose and will of God in each individual believer's life. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Whatever he's called each individual member to do, he has given the exact measure of faith, a good measure, to accomplish that wherein he's called us. In other words, if he called us to be apostles, or a prophet, or teachers, or gifts of healing, or gifts of miracles, or helps or governs, whatever the case is, then he has given us the faith, the individual believer, the faith to enable him to do that, to be an overcomer. But we have to have and know the voice of God. We have to have the Christ in us, the Holy Ghost in us. And that's baptism in this with the Holy Ghost baptism with the spirit of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But that Holy Ghost, that Christ in us leads us unto perfection. So from newborn babes to little children, now we know he's the father. We're born of the water and the spirit. Then we learn the voice of God through the word of God. And he says that in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? To prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. Now, the ones that know the will of God, your individual calling, that God is calling that body, the body of Christ, that one body, through one spirit in whom you're called and one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, who's above all and in us all into one body. And he's fitly framing it together now to those that have an ear to hear. Now, we are not as many that obey the truth as those that are in the world. We realize that. And the world will hate you because it hated Jesus first. If you were of the world, the world would love you. Because you're not of the world, the world will hate you. Jesus there tells us that we will be hated of all nations for his name's sake. 
and some of us will be delivered up, not only persecuted, but will kill you. Then he states that again in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. You'll be hated of all nations for his name's sake, taken on the name of Jesus. And those are the ones that have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, taken on the name of Jesus Christ, the whole body in heaven and earth, named that name Jesus. Bought with a price, covered with the blood, and have the indwelling spirit of Christ within them. Not loving the world, but coming out of the world and being separate. And that requires salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. You don't hear that much. You simply hear, well, say the sinner's prayer or say the, uh, you know, ask Jesus to come into your heart and you're saved. That's a lie. Let's go on to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, walking in the light and sees of the light in the proceeding word of God by which each believer lives by. Man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So it's on our, it's our responsibility. It is incumbent upon us as believers to get in the word of God and let the word of God be strong in us and then learn that voice of God through obedience under righteousness. When we know that voice of God, how can we do the will of God and do the purpose of God if we don't know the leading voice of God? My sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Most do not know the voice of God, but follow their own conscience and thinking that that's the voice of God. Now, the Holy Ghost should bear witness with your conscience, but the Holy Ghost is what leads, not your conscience, not the spirit of man. The Holy Ghost leads. The Christ in us leads, and we have to know that voice. And that's where these that are called growth from newborn babes to little children to young men, they have the word of God that's strong in them, and they've overcome the wicked one through the voice and leading of the Holy Ghost. Knowing the voice, hearing that voice, and being obedient to it, fulfilling the individual calling and purpose of God in their life. They work, they work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it's God that worketh in them, both to will and to do of, of his good pleasure, not theirs, his good pleasure, not our will, but his will, his purpose, his calling. And we're to make that calling an election sure. That's where we are now. Now, there'll be wars and rumors of wars, yes. There may be a third war, maybe a World War Four, maybe World War Ten. who knows? But one thing's for sure, keep our eye on Jerusalem. Because when we see Jerusalem compassed about with armies, Jerusalem will be a burdensome stone, burdensome stone to the whole world. They will come against Israel to annihilate her. We see it in Zechariah 14. At that time, when there is no hope for Israel, and it looks like she's about to perish, the Lord himself will come to the aid of Israel in full judgment. And at that time, will destroy all those that come against Jerusalem and their eyes will melt in their sockets, their tongues will melt, and they will totally be destroyed. Now, that is not a world war. It is the judgment of God and the wrath of God coming upon the disobedient and the the, the wicked of this world, which will be ashes and of the righteous feet that we see in Malachi 4. The day that shall burn as an oven and 
that time when the Lord Jesus himself shall appear. Then when we shall arise uh, uh, there in Malachi 4, and it's very simple that, that we as the body of Christ, that's where we know the end is and has taken place. Because he states that, Behold the day. The day of the Lord cometh, it's not at hand. As a destruction from the Almighty, so shall it come. The signs are, there are becoming more frequent and uh, in intensity increasing. And all know that. The naysayers, the scopers say, well, where's the promise of his coming? It's always been that way. We've heard about it all of our lives. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night and the children of the night it will take them as a thief in the night, and they will not know until they're destroyed. But we're children of the day, that that, that 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 time, the day of the Lord, shall not overtake us as a thief. We're to know the times and the seasons that God has put in his own power and revealed to the church of the living God. That day shall burn as an oven, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. We know what stubble is. And the day cometh that shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall leave them neither root nor branch. It'll destroy the wicked out of this earth. Now the righteous nations, the one that helped the body of Christ, that uh, see the things that they're going through, hated of all nations, and those that see them clothe, see them naked and clothe them, in prison visit them, hungry and feed them, then uh, those are the ones, the righteous nations, in Matthew 25, that will go into the millennial, not in the bride or the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, but will go as the righteous nations, which the body of Christ will rule over, some over five cities, some over ten cities, some the sons of there of Zadok that are righteous, that will minister to the Lord himself. These are the times we're living in. Notice, but unto you that fear my name, call by the name of Jesus, shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And notice that the wicked will be ashes under the righteous feet. And he goes on and tells us this time, remember my servant Moses, behold, I send you Elijah, before that great and terrible day of the Lord come. That Elijah ministry is a restoration ministry that must first come and restore all things, all things of faith, that in the present truth growing up into Jesus and all things and all truth. That's what he's doing now. And those that have an ear to hear, he will seal that have the mind of Christ. He'll seal his servants in their forehead and it's by the word of God that they will walk in present truth and they are called fathers. They've grown. They're not babies anymore that are unskillful in the word of righteousness. They're not just uh, little children that know he's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. But they've grown on and done the will of God as young men, the word of God being strong in them and overcoming the wicked one. And then those will go to fathers. That is a small case L, fathers, which are full grown in the, the Christ that's in them. They've come to the fullest of the measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man in the knowledge of Jesus and a perfect image of Jesus Christ. Those will be the ones 
that he will use to preach this everlasting gospel all the world for a witness in all nations. He is doing that now. The Lord God calling us uh, to that work of the ministry, which is a strange work, bring to pass his act, his strange act, and judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet, and this honor have all the saints to render the judgment written and vengeance upon the people. In Isaiah, in uh, Psalm 149. So we are preparing for that day through obedience unto righteousness and holiness, through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. The fathers, there are the ones that will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers in a restoration ministry of Elijah, which is the body of Christ, as John the Baptist was a forerunner in Jesus' first coming in the Hamashiach Min Yosef, the suffering Messiah. So John, the revelator, and that John, that beloved disciple, will be in the spirit of Elijah, and he must again prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings, Revelation 10. That's not John, but that's John in the spirit of Elijah, revealing to us the body of Christ things which must shortly come to pass. He's sealing, sealing the servants of God now that have an ear to hear what John was proclaiming to us in the book of the Revelation, the book of this prophecy, and he's given the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, to understand those things that know him that's from the beginning. Notice the fathers in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write in you fathers, that's the full grown state of glory that the body of Christ has entered into. I have written to you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. I have, I write into you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. He says it twice. That knowing him that's from the beginning is the word of God. In the beginning was the word, word with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. They know him that's from the beginning. That is, they know the work of the ministry. They are full grown, weaned from the milk. They have their senses exercised, thereby to discern both good from evil, and they will be the ones. Call now of God, sealed in Revelation 7, that will be accomplished the work of God in the last days through judgment to the lion and righteousness to the plummet. And they will literally famish all the gods of this earth through the body of Christ. When that happens, in fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus and that church comes unto perfection, it'll be time for the Lord to put in his sickle and reap his harvest and put it in the barn, in the garner, and he will do so. That that is determined will be done. World War Three. Maybe World War Five, more War Twenty. Who cares? What makes the difference is when Jerusalem is a burdensome stone. She's compassed about with armies to destroy her. No, that the Lord, the Lord Jesus, is coming, draws nigh, and He will literally destroy the wicked out of the earth. We do not, and do not be literally fearful of the times there before that. He said, let not your heart be troubled. And he said, you believe in God, believe also in me. In John 16, he said, I forewarned you that you should not be offended. Don't be offended at this. The time will come, they're going to deliver you up out of the synagogues and out of the churches. Day the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. Why? 
because they have not known the Father nor me. They don't have the revelation that of little children, that Jesus is the Father of glory, that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He's not the second person of the Godhead, that he is God manifest in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16, that he is the Father of glory, John 8.24, that he is the blessed and only potentate who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see, 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16, that that man, Christ Jesus, that last Adam, has been made a quickening spirit. He is the Spirit of God, 1 Corinthians 15.45. Where? World War III? It doesn't matter to us. We are praying uh, for the ones in authority. If my people, which are called by name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. The face is the glory. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. What does it reveal? The Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. We must know that. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Stand therefore the liberty word in Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Walk in the light and seize in the light, fulfilling the will of God and the purpose of God in each individual's life as the Lord fitly frames this body together and compacts it according to the measure of each part, what he's doing now, whichever joint supplies to the edifying itself in love. That's what he's doing. There we're going to see more wars. We're going to see more earthquakes. We're going to see they increase with intensity and frequency. As the Lord states, the birth pangs will become more and more harder and frequent uh, as the body of Christ brings forth the Christ in them, the man-child caught up to God and to his throne. That's not a rapture. It's to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ for the work of the ministry that they will perform in these last days on the earth, revealing Jesus in the earth. The gospel being preached in all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. The Holy Ghost bearing with us with your spirit. We'd love to work with you. Email me, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Love to meet you where we can work together. The body of Christ is coming together now. He is sealing his people, the servants of God in their forehead, the mind of Christ, that grow not from just newborn babes, not just little children, but going on to young men and fathers that will be sealed in Revelation 7. We must be ready. We must be up to the task. Because when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Well, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. They said, yes, Brother Beard, we'll see it. Well, take a look at Revelation 14. Here is the faith and patience of the saints, that when truth is cast down to the ground through this son of perdition, a man of sin, then he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killed you with a sword must be killed with a sword. Here is the faith and patience of the saints. Would we have that faith? Will we have that patience? Will we have patience having her perfect work? Will we know that's him from the beginning, the word of God, in this last day work of the ministry? No, it's up to us. Well, I'll wait for your message that we can work together. Again, email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. You can write to me, DBM, Dennis Beard Ministries, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, Zip code 75606. 
visit our websites. I have seven books there, authors for your edification. They're at DennisBeard.org. They're ebooks downloadable there for you. And also at SailingGodsPeople.com, SailingGodsPeople.org, as well as our Jesus Christ International Church website, JCIC.tv. That's a fellowship, not a denomination. But there, it's simply for our ministers that are in Africa, India, to be licensed in a fellowship so that they are recognized by their nation to preach the word. It's not a, a denomination. We not rule, we do not reign over any local churches. That is done by the local elders of that church. But the jcic.tv, you can join us there, give you updates. We have the Tabernacles newsletter there, a weekly newsletter stating what we're doing, what's happening in the events there in our ministry of DBM. Well, we pray for God to perfect that which is like in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at His coming, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.